Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots, six Super Bowls with Tom Brady at quarterback. Now he's moving on. Where? Atlanta, maybe? That'd be my guess, but... My guests know a lot more about this than I do, although I don't really believe that. I just said it because it's the right thing to say as the host. I don't think they know anything more about sports than I do. Not a chance. Not even close. There's also Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans removed uh, from from his job. And the Patriots reportedly hired 37-year-old Gerard Mayo, former linebacker, with the team. Okay, NFL playoffs begin today. Difficult to pick winners, particularly brutally cold temps. Well, in Kansas City, the Buffalo game, Bills and Steelers, has been postponed until Monday because of a massive storm in uh, western New York. Let's say hello to my friends and and broadcast colleagues on Chorus Radio. Greg Brady, host of Toronto Today on AM640 in Toronto, uh, broadcasts the Super Bowl play-by-play for the BBC in the UK. Okay, Greg, I wave the white flag. You know a lot more about sports than I do. (laughs) It, it, seven seven minutes from now, you'll be saying otherwise, Roy. You Not always a chance. Say the right thing. Not a we'll chance. We'll see where this goes. Okay. Greg Mackling, co-host of The Morning Show on 680 CJOB in Winnipeg, hosts the Blue Bombers Halftime Show and co-host of the Blue Bombers Podcast. Still still hurting a bit after the Grey Cup, Greg? Well, you know, you, you go to four straight Grey Cups and that's, you know, that pain is tempered somewhat, but yeah, it still hurts. I, I've yet to to watch a replay of the game. So if that tells you anything, uh, it probably speaks to the fact that I, I may never, ever watch that game again. So, yeah, it hurts a little bit. I thought you uh, wanted to talk about the first place in the National Hockey League Jets today. I guess I got the wrong <laughs> You've got the wrong show, but congratulations. That is one <laughs> one heck of a hockey team. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're having a little bit of fun in Winnipeg right now. So you should. And you're having fun with the weather. I just received a text from one of our listeners from CJOB. Lauren texted to 877-399-9898 uh, about the temperature. I was talking earlier about the cold in Western Canada. She writes, this is normal, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Today is just another winter day for us, minus 35. Winds are 25 or 29 kilometers an hour. Buckle up, bundle up, and go for a walk. Yeah, piece of cake, and just tune in to that, that Chiefs-Dolphins game tonight, and that's basically what they're getting in KC right now. That's what we've got in Winnipeg, and so you're going to see lots of conversation about the weather. I cannot believe they moved that, that Bills-Steelers game. That, that must be quite the storm that's coming to Buffalo, but this is you know sort of validation for those of us in Canada in cities that don't have dome stadiums, and we talk about the Great Cup not being played inside. And hey, this is what football's all about. Well, I know Greg has strong thoughts on this. I know the Bills Mafia, Greg, Greg, Greg Brady, are not going to be too happy about this because they want to go shirtless in any kind of weather. But uh, let's talk about this postponement. The governor of New York making the call. Yeah, and that's that may be the most unprecedented scenario to me. Is an elected official in essence saying. Um, we're going to we're going to keep the roads safe. There's a travel ban. Now, we remember what these were like, but they were for the most part in 2020, 2021, uh, when the concept was 
a we're trying to reduce the spread of COVID. This is something completely different, but I think that sort of opened the door a crack to get used to the idea. There's always going to be highways closed, uh, Roy and Greg, but I think this is rather unprecedented that you've got a, a government official attempting to do the right thing. I will give you this, and Roy, I know you're you know physically like like you and I are, are close to that Buffalo situation. Forty-seven people lost their lives in snowstorm accidents last year um, over Christmas. They had a really bad 72-hour run. So I don't doubt that that sort of hangs over um, the, the, the recency bias of this decision here. And they're going to move the game to Monday at 4.30. And, and Monday, by the way, is Martin Luther King Day. So it is a holiday. I, I was questioning it dramatically as to the you're going to put more chaos and disorder on the roads on a work day and a school day. But it is a national holiday for them, I would just make the point. What is it? Twenty percent, twenty-one percent of Canadians are Buffalo are, are the Buffalo Bills attendees, uh, game in, game out during the regular season. So there's going to be a lot of calls to um, bosses happening over the next day or two <laughs> in uh, Fort Erie and Burlington and all over the GTA, saying, "I'm not making it in Monday, or I'm leaving at noon." Yeah, it's it's called the Bills flu. That's what it's called. The Bills flu. Greg Mackling, what do you make? I mean, over here you live in Winnipeg. Probably the coldest spot on, in the world at times. What do Winnipegers say, what would Winnipegers say at, at a postponement? I mean, looking at the weather conditions and the road closures, that's one thing. But if it was weather just cold, how would Winnipegers respond to a, a postponement? 1991 Grey Cup. That's how you'd respond to it. Just uh, go to the tape. I <laughs> sat in the south end stand. I think it was about minus 24 by the time the game got finished. And there was wind on top of that. It was not a classic. Obviously, that's the game that's famous for uh, a, a fan throwing a, a beer in the direction of Rocket Ismail on a kickoff return for a touchdown. It was cold. But, you know, people talk about, you know, the idea of playing in cold weather. Matt Dunnigan was the quarterback of record for the Argonauts in that game. And guess who he signed with the very next season? Signed up to become a Blue Bomber and to play in Winnipeg. So, you know, football players are a different breed. And I think some of them are absolutely salivating at the prospect of standing across from someone who's almost too cold uh, that they don't want to get hit. The Blue Bombers always talk about never cold enough. We're going to find out just how... uh, just how much metal some of these NFL players have in a couple and, of and Roy And Roy and Greg, think tonight you've got the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback who doesn't check any of these boxes. He was born in Hawaii. That's not good, given that it's going to be about minus 28 Celsius wind chill at Arrowhead Stadium tonight. Um, and he's born in Miami, plays his college football in, uh, in, in Mobile, Alabama for Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Gets drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So Hawaii, Miami, Alabama doesn't really connect with a minus 28 wind chill, which is what it's going to be at 8 o'clock tonight. This will be the coldest weather game the Dolphins have ever played. And they've had to play in Buffalo against Jim Kelly and those great Bills teams a few times where they're they're utterly outmanned just from Mother Nature alone. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, what, what euphemistically called pile inspectors at <laughs> During the game tonight, so when if there's a fumble and and there's three or four guys, five six guys diving for the ball, if you look at the periphery, there's always guys who are just standing there looking, and they're known as the pile inspectors. I think there'll be a lot of them tonight. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Rabel, essentially being well? They were dumped by the Patriots, the Seahawks, and the Titans. 
What do you think of that, and where's it going? Um, Mr. Mackling, your thoughts first, please. Well, I was a huge Pete Carroll fan. I think what he did for football in Seattle, I, I spent a lot of time in, in Calgary in my lifetime and been to several Seahawks games over the years. And I think, you know, Pete Carroll, just one of the great characters in the game. I think when we spoke in the NFL preview back in the summer, Roy, we, we discussed the fact that that guy could still chuck a football 50 yards down the field. A great athlete, a great motivator. Unfortunately, part of his legacy is going to be out coaching himself in that Super Bowl against in, against New England when they didn't hand the ball to Marsha, Marshawn Lynch uh, on the goal line. And, of course, Belichick, what can you say? My goodness. 24 seasons, nine appearances in the Super Bowl, six wins. But, Brady, do you think he's going to have a little bit of a – like, is there that shadow about, you know, some of the – the different quote-unquote cheating scandals over the years with the videotape and, and that sort of thing. Do you, th- do you think that taints his legacy at all? Not, not sure on that one, but I, but I, but it's a fair, it's a fair question. What I do think, guys, is and, and this kind of as clearly there's been there's some great uh, Boston-based reporters who have kind of said how embarrassed owner Robert Kraft was because for a long time Belichick kept saying we need a contingency plan for Tom Brady. He can't get it done anymore, and he might have been sort of stuck in that in in a two three week span where Tom Brady didn't play well all of a sudden he racks up a few more Super Bowls then there's one year he doesn't get it and they say you know what now we do officially have to move on from what does he do we all know this he goes to Tampa Bay plays for the Buccaneers gets them to a Super Bowl um and that was really a lot of egg on the face of of Bill Belichick um Mm -hmm. so it's a weird one because people have debated Roy the importance of the coach versus the player. We always do that in sports. Even the great Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman had some pretty amazing teams. I don't know. Scotty Bowman never won a Stanley Cup with a with a bunch of also rants. He sure didn't in Montreal, Detroit, or Pittsburgh. But I bring that up to note that Robert Kraft never. I don't know if he quite forgave the idea that he got to had to witness Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl in another uniform. And New England's quarterbacking's been certainly substandard since then. It's not like you were trading, um, moving off a really good one and, and getting a similarly good one. Not, you're not going Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers here or anything like that. Um, so I, I think it was probably time. The great question would be, does Bill Belichick say enough's enough? He's still behind George Hallis and Don Shula for all-time coaching wins. And anybody that's sort of read the tea leaves knows he wants desperately to break that record. He'd have to coach about two and a half more years to get that record and be the all-time winningest coach. It's surprising he isn't. Now, I think we agree. Probably no head coach is going to win seven Super Bowls again. He won a couple as defensive coordinator with the Giants as well, or six, I should say, in New England, and a couple in New York with Bill Parcells, but uh, to be determined. So, so where do you think, uh, guys, where, where will they end up? Let's say Belichick and Pete Carroll both wind up as head coaches again. I've heard it said that Pete Carroll will probably be in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. Belichick may be in Atlanta. Vrabel will be somewhere, no doubt. But where do you think they'll... Uh, let me start with you, Greg Brady. Where, where, where do you see them going? I know what you're saying about Pete Carroll. If I'm the Chargers and I have a young quarterback with a bullet arm like uh, uh, Justin Herbert, that's where I want to send Bill Belichick. Uh, I, I, if I'm him, I'm calling the Chargers. Now, let me add another name to the equation. So I don't. The Chargers are, are open. Doesn't seem like he's interested in the Titans. I'm not. I think Atlanta feels like they're in a bit of a perpetual rebuild right now. I think it's still possible Jim Harbaugh leaves the University of Michigan, who just won the NCAA championship, goes back to California, where he had great success with the 49ers. And is also his first coaching job was at San Diego State. And though San Diego, the Chargers aren't in San Diego anymore, it's just down the road, up the road in Los Angeles. 
Jim Harbaugh with the L.A. Chargers strikes me as the fit because we just saw, obviously, the Washington coach who coached in that national championship game, uh, Greg, go right to Alabama. So this carousel is in full blast right now. Anything could happen over the next few days. And Jim Harbaugh yeah. I was, was a quarterback himself. Yeah, yeah good one. I think, yeah. yeah, he was great. And like, uh, like Brady said, what he did with San Francisco, absolutely uh, tremendous. I think he's sort of itching to get away from some of the controversy in Michigan as well. And a lot of the NFL stuff I've been listening to and, and reading the last couple of days points to Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Uh, Belichick can go where he wants. I'm not a huge fan of his, so I really don't care where he ends up. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Belichick's either. It's, it's nothing personal. I, I, just, I just don't like his demeanor. No, I mean, part of your, I think part of your job when you're in National Football League is to, to help sell the game on different levels. And the, and the documentary about the two Bills, Purcells, and Belichick is pretty good. You get to see a little bit more of his personality, but I never dug the way he treated the media. And that's regardless of, of what I do for a living or not. It's like, come on, man, give us something. So I see that uh, at Greg Brady T.O., Tweeted our forefathers and foremothers. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ask Justin Trudeau, it would be four people. Must, is it not, and that's F O R, is it F O R E, not F O U R, must be shaking their heads in shame for anyone who attended the Chargers Bengals game in January 1982. This is about the postponement. A uh, minus 26 Celsius uh, kickoff time between the Bengals and the yeah, Chargers in January. Yeah. Of 82. And that Super Bowl that year was Joe Montana's first. And the Bengals, you can imagine, the Chargers walked into Cincinnati, had no idea what to do in minus. The, the football was like a rock. And they didn't have heaters on the sidelines back then. I don't think they had a carbon tax, Roy, in 82, but they didn't have heaters on the sidelines. I'm trying to work that in. You're it's a funny, funny man. That, You're a funny man. Yeah. It's funny you mention that game because I got in my notes here to make sure that I remind people about that game because the Dolphins <laughs> going into KC tonight. It's similar to Eric Coriel back in, mm-hmm. in that 81, well, played in 82, the 81 season. You know, they just couldn't do anything. Minus 59, I think, was the wind chill and what they call the ice bowl and, or the freezer bowl. And it's just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they probably are not. Dan Fouts and company, probably not happy to see. You postpone this game coming up tomorrow. Uh, can we go back in time and replay that game? Because... Uh, Chargers, 49ers would have been quite the Super Bowl in Detroit that year. Yeah, it's just, it really is something when you, I mean, I don't want to go outside for a minute when it's that cold, and let alone, oh. you know, rolling up your sleeves, like nothing on your sleeves, or just going to show how tough I am. It, it doesn't matter that my left arm will fall off at halftime. Uh, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to go out and play. Good for them, actually. I guess. And Roy, we can't we can't afford Taylor Swift getting frostbite um, <laughs> and and postponing <laughs> the six uh, shows coming to Toronto. Sorry uh, for yeah, Greg, that, yeah. that she's not uh, doing a double dip in Winnipeg. But uh, these shows are cr- Toronto's economy. Roy, need I remind you? We, we, like we we need something to stimulate it, and six Taylor Swift shows will do that. We can't afford this this continental treasure. Well, wait a minute. Frostbite Ho- hold on. Stimulate the economy of Toronto, Greg. Boyfriend play tight end tonight. We can't stim- stim- stimulate the the Toronto economy. Who doesn't the uh, the tax <laughs> increase uh, <laughs> expected? The property tax increase going to do that? Uh, it, uh, six six Taylor Swift shows will be the equivalent of yeah. uh, of a lot thousands of land transfer tax payments. I'll okay, guys, we have about a minute. Um, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? L- I think it's LV Triple I. I don't know. 
who will be in the Super Bowl and who's going to win it. Quick prediction. Mr. Mackling, you first. Cowboys, Ravens. And? Cowboys. Ah, uh, you're my man. No, and I'm not sucking up. This is the year. This is the year for the Cowboys. Been waiting too long for this. Okay, Mr. Brady. I don't love Dak Prescott in huge games, and neither do you two. Um, So I need to believe it to see it. I'm calling this as a Bills 49ers Super Bowl, and I'm not a diehard Bills fan. I grew up a Miami fan, so Jim Kelly tortured me. I think Buffalo wins this year. I do. I think think the two best teams are in the AFC, Buffalo and Baltimore. I think San Francisco's okay, but Bills over Niners, Roy and Greg. Let's find out in a few weeks from now. I just want to, uh, just just in closing, play the best play-by-play. Uh, 29 seconds of play-by-play in the history of the NFL. Oh, there's a cat. A black cat has taken the field. A black cat is running from the 20 to the near side, the 10. From the 39 in Dallas, here's a short throw down the middle caught by Ingram. Caught at the 35, went to the 30. Now the cat running the other way. And so is Ingram at the 30 to the 25 to the 24-yard line of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a catch run of 15. Now the cat has stopped at the 50. Now he's at the 5. He's walking. He's walking to the 3. He's at the 2. <laughs> And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW, people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. There you go, Kevin Harland with the cat call at the Giants-Cowboys game. Greg and Greg, thank you so much. Great talking to you. Thanks for taking the time. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.